We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast, the 356th edition, which, believe it or not, takes us to within 10 days of doing this dang thing for an entire year. Uh, My name is Jacob Morley. I'll be your host today. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum. Ross, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. I'm great. It's my beautiful bride's birthday. Uh, Just had a... Nice little dinner here in the Fargo area with, uh, with my folks and, 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 of course, my wife. And so just getting back. We're recording this a little late, about 9.30 Lambo time. Uh, so we're, we're just trying to get this out and uh, ready for Andy, ready for the crew, and ready for the people. Awesome. Yeah, and a very happy birthday to Mrs. Uglum. Um, but today, Ross, we got a, a show uh, breaking down kind of what to expect you know, this this season, but before we can get to the season, we obviously are getting close to training camp. So we have a roster breakdown today, and we're going to talk about the safety position. Um, a really fun position, actually. I'm actually, when Andy put these out, I was really pleased to get the safety position. Because when you talk about new guys, you talk about holdovers, you talk about a little bit of drama even, uh, the safety position has it all. Um, so the order I want to do this in is, let's just first talk about you know, the two guys that are probably going to start 
our brand new faces to this Packers organization. Let's start with one of the marquee free agents that they brought in this year. Um, and that is Adrian Amos, who's going to wear number 31 for the Packers this year, came over from Chicago. A lot has been said about him and what he's going to do and what he, what kind of player he may and hopefully will be for the Packers. Um, but, Ross, what, do you, what are we going to expect from him going into training camp? Like, what are your expectations from kind of a veteran guy coming into a new system? Uh, you, you just expect what you've seen on tape from him since the beginning, which is just – the, the word is solid. He, he is so rock solid. And it, it just, over and over again, you, you don't necessarily see uh, the splash plays. But if you understand the way that, like, pro football focus does their grading, you understand why this guy was a darling of theirs. Because if, if he gives you 70 snaps – 67 of them are exactly what he's supposed to do on every, you know, just play in, play out. He He's at 95, 96, 97% correct assignment, makes the right play. Uh, he just is one of the most solid, most consistent defensive players, frankly, in the entire league. Yeah, and what one thing that does worry me about him is, and I guess I, I should rephrase that. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about the perception that Packers fans are going to have with him because you pretty much hit it on the head there with talking about what he's going to bring to this team. And he's a guy, he's just the type of guy you want on the back end of your defense. Like you said, he's he does he knows what he's supposed to be doing, and he does it at a high level, but it's not necessarily plays – that are going to jump out at you. They're not going to be a big splash play interceptions. Will he have some of those? Yes, but that's not his bread and butter. And so the one thing that worries me with Packers fans, and I would caution Packers fans, is, you know, the first couple of weeks of training camp, he's he's a new guy playing for a new team, getting acclimated. He's not really a sp- splash play type guy anyways. Um, I would say reserve judgment on him until, you know, a few weeks halfway into the season. And when this defense hopefully is playing at a top 12 level, then you can look to a player like him and say, okay, maybe he's not the guy out there making all the plays, but he is absolutely a guy out there that is contributing quite a bit to the success of the 10 other guys on the field. Um, And so that's what, that would be my biggest caution for Packers fans is don't expect him to come out there and be Nick Collins, you know, making plays, you know, running from hash to hash, you know, breaking up everything on the back end. Cause that's just not who he is. Um, but high hopes for him. Um, obviously, they, they paid him um, to come in and be the, be the dude. So um, will he do that? I think so. I think he's got that. That's really where he's going to make his money um, is being a communicator, being kind of the chief back there on the back end, especially with you know all indications pointing to having a rookie lining up right next to him, and that is Darnell Savage, the uh, first-round pick. Out of Maryland, he was going to wear number 20, 26 for the Packers this year. Um, a lot of high hopes for him, Ross. Um, when you talk about a young, rangy guy, that's kind of what you want out of him. That's that's I think what the expectations are. Um, but Ross, talk me talk to me about your expectations for Darnell Savage for this season, but even more specifically with training camp just around the corner. On um, what types of things are you going to be looking for out of him um, right out of the gates? Uh, as with any rookie, I think. To a degree, expectations need to be tempered. Uh, you know, don't 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 expect you know an All Pro season from him. Uh, don't probably even expect the Pro Bowl from him. But 
the the thing that I see over and over again uh, on film from him is just fast. He's fast and he plays fast. And, and I know, uh, you know, that's not necessarily an expert scouting term or something that makes me sound like I'm real smart, but he, he really does play the game at such a high rate of speed that it shows up over and over and over again. Uh, he's quick to the ball. He's quick to tackle. Uh, he, he, he takes angles with a great deal of speed. He, he blitzes with a great deal of speed. And I'm not just talking about track speed. You know, the, the fact that he did run, I think, a 40 in the four threes. Um, he just plays the game fast. And there are plenty of guys uh, that run these crazy 40 times that – you know, don't necessarily have it play in, play out, and it doesn't show up really other than on the track. No, Darnell Savage's speed, his ability to play fast, it shows up on film all the time. And people are taking notice. I mean, you got guys on the squad like Devontae Adams, uh, other guys on the offense, specifically, though, Devontae, that really, really believe in in, in this kid. Yeah, and Tremont Williams made that comment, too, a while back. Tremont, too. Just talking about how he prepares himself to play the game. And that's something that you talk to any scouts, that really is the biggest mystery. You know, you can talk to a guy, you can talk to his mom, you can talk to his dad, you can talk to every coach he ever had, and they can tell you he's got a great work, work ethic, but you really don't know until you get those guys in the building. And so that's a really good – that's that's probably been the biggest um, – indicator for me biggest thing that's gotten me a little bit excited about him is just hearing uh the praise from the veterans especially from a guy like Tremont Williams who has been around for a long time and he knows what it takes to be successful in this league because he's you know he's an undrafted free agent that basically had to you know scratch and claw to get to uh the pro bowl level player that he is so uh that's that's really promising that's really exciting and you want to talk about guys that are um athletes We can talk about another guy on this team that is a holdover, but when I kind of hinted at some of the drama uh, this year, this is uh, Josh Jones is who I'm talking about, obviously. He is, I think, going to be – this is his third year. Is that correct? Yeah, he'll be in his third year. And he has not really materialized to what I think a lot of Packers fans hoped he would be coming out. I was very high on Josh Jones coming out of NC State. Uh, He's a freak athlete. It looks like he maybe. You know, we talk about between the ears with Darnell Savage, that he's doing everything that, you know, veterans are expecting him to do to kind of learn this defense to get, you know, make himself valuable enough to be on the field. It would seem that Josh Jones has not um, done that so far in his first two years. And now he's, you know, he skipped a lot of voluntary stuff this summer. And now, you know, he's going to have to come in and compete for a job or, you know, potentially even a roster spot, Ross. Um, What are your expectations for Josh Jones heading into year three? Josh Jones is kind of a sad story in the sense that uh, draft position, I think, you know, probably created unrealistic expectations for him. I, I just, I struggle with what, you know, could really be asked of a player almost making a position change really from a too high look at NC State almost exclusively to a ton of single high and a petting scheme, as well as, frankly, lots of snaps uh, as, as a sub-linebacker. And that was something that he seemed to excel at 
for capers. And then when Petten came around, it, it just it seemed like he couldn't find finally his way onto the field, which is not a huge deal in the sense of there's a lot of guys. You know, I, I really don't want to hear anything about anybody until after their third season. That's year three is is really, I think, where you become, you know, what you're supposed to be in the National Football League. It happens for a ton of guys. And the Jones thing, I think, is, you know, maybe a little bit more of a problem has been created just strictly out of, you know, his attitude and the, the public, the things basically made public by his agent. I don't know as though anybody has done anybody any favors and just top to bottom, it's not a great situation, but the talent's still there on um, the athleticism is off the charts. You know, he's a 90th plus percentile athlete uh, for his position, obviously for linebacker, he's way beyond that with the exception of course of being undersized because he is, uh, a safety, but honestly, you know, listed at uh, listed at six two two twenty, there are plenty of modern day linebackers like your Quan Alexanders that are about the same. So I'll just be interested to see if Petten wants to play this kid this year, or if we're looking at you know potentially getting out of that fourth year of that contract. Yeah, and he's, I, you know, there's still a part of me that's going to hold out hope for Josh Jones because, like you said, it's still way, really way too early. Now the indications have not been all positive, but that's not to say there has not been positives because he it's, is absolutely It's black. just too early. You can't you can't pull the plug on, on any, basically. Honestly, I would not pull the plug on darn near any top 90 pick until I see him for three years. Sure. Yeah, and that's fair. So that'll be interesting to see. You know, hopefully – this stuff is just been overblown because, you know, Ross, we're not there. We don't know the situation. We don't know what's been said behind closed doors, but it's never a good thing for a guy to basically say, Hey, I don't, I, I feel like I've, I'm entitled to this and I don't want to work for it. And that's kind of what I think um, Josh Jones maybe is portraying a little bit. And maybe that's been mixed up, you know, in all the, the ways it gets to us, but it's not a great look for him. Um, so hopefully he can just put that behind him, put his head down, compete, um, and, you know, be the player that we think he can be. Um, another holdover from next year is a guy uh, that, Ross, I know you're very familiar with. He's a guy I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised with last year. Um, he looks absolutely yoked so far coming into this season. I guarantee there'll be an article written about him, and it'll be a fluff piece about how he's in the best shape of his life. He's gained 15 pounds of muscle, yada, yada, yada. But that is uh, that's Raven Green, number 36, out of James Madison, made the team last year as an undrafted free agent. Um, give me some of your thoughts on Raven Green, Ross. Yeah, we follow each other on Twitter, so we're basically best friends. Uh, Raven Raven and I saw, played live twice in college. Raven was at James Madison University. Uh, they, they, you know, for those that don't necessarily follow it all that closely, North Dakota State had won uh, five consecutive FCS national championships, formerly known as Division I AA. And then in 2016 – uh, the year after Carson Wentz graduated, James Madison University put a stop to all that, uh, and they they won the 2016 national championship or game after winning a, a semifinal up in Fargo. And then the following season, Raven and uh, the Dukes of James Madison lost the national championship to North Dakota State. So 
He had a decorated career, played in a ton of postseason games uh, at the FC at the FCS level. Frankly, played uh, with, in my opinion, two NFL caliber cornerbacks in Jimmy Moreland, who I think Jimmy got drafted. If he didn't, he was a priority free agent. And then Rashad Robinson, who is a legitimate uh, FCS Defensive Player of the Year, also known as the Buck Buchanan Award. He's he is a preseason pick for that award. Uh, Rashad is that good. They had an unbelievable secondary at James Madison, and Raven was, uh, frankly, a really big part of that. I thought Ray was exceptional uh, for for an undrafted safety when when called upon. I didn't think, you know, that he was necessarily a, a game changer or somebody that tilts the field. But boy, uh, for for his you know pedigree and for what was asked of him rather suddenly, I really thought that his play, specifically against Miami, uh, was exceptional. And and I think that. He's a guy where you feel a lot better if he's your fifth safety, you know, than you did when it was, I don't care, MD Jennings, uh, who wasn't your fifth safety, he was your starting safety. But, you know, I, I like him better than Kentrell Bryce. I like him better than uh, Jermaine Whitehead. I, I really like a lot of things about his game. Um, I, you know, I'd rather that he probably not be a second stringer at, at either free or strong. But at the same time, as a special teamer, and, you know, he, he was, a, as a lot of FCS guys are, he was, he was an older rookie. He's already 24 uh, in his second year in the league. So he's somebody that is ready to play and, and kind of ready to play right now. Yeah, and he's a guy that, you know, you look at, we've talked about four guys, and you would say, you know, it's probably too early to be making any type of predictions about who's going to make the roster, but we're going to do it anyways. So you would probably say, Ross, four to five guys at the safety position. Um, so there's four right there. You know, there's, you know, Josh Jones has got the, the draft pedigree. Raven Green made the team last year. Um, and then there's three more guys I want to talk about. Darnell and Adrian aren't getting cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, it's really, it's, you know, it's about five guys fighting for two or three spots. The other guys that are worth mentioning, um, you know, Mike Tyson out of Cincinnati, he was drafted. You know, he was a draft pick. He is with the Packers now. They picked him up this offseason. Um, Trey Matthews. Uh, so Mike Tyson's wearing 32. Trey Matthews is 34. Uh, First-year player out of Auburn. And then, of course, uh, the Wisconsin Badger, uh, Natrell Jamerson, who is listed, like you pointed out, Ross, he's listed as a corner, uh, but has some experience playing safety, too. So, I mean, let's just – Talk to me about those three guys, Ross, and um, what you know about them and, and what you think their uh, chances of making this squad are. Oh, I absolutely love Natrell. Uh, I, I've had kind of a thing for his game uh, since his days at Wisconsin, and I'm not, you know, obviously I, I blather on and on probably more than Packers fans would like about North Dakota State. You, you guys know um, this is not pro-Badger rhetoric. This is not homerism for, for a Wisconsin guy. In fact, I've made more than one Badger fan angry about kind of calling that stuff out. You know, but, oh, we should trade for Melvin Gordon. Why didn't we take T.J. Watt? You know, trade Rodgers for J.J. Watt. Like, I I understand that that Badger fan exists and is, is frankly, more prominent than maybe they should be, but that is not this. Natrell Jamerson is, in my opinion, a legitimate free safety prospect. I think that the fact that he – is listed at corner and has played corner 
is really just a testament to how athletic and how good he is in man-to-man and in short area quickness situations. I think that Natrell is one of those guys, man, when you when you give up on that cornerback dream and you just say, you know what, go get him at safety, I really think he, he could be an above-average starter. And, and you might think, oh, well, well, that's not a big deal. Yeah, it is <laughs> because – you, you've seen below average safety play in Green Bay for, for a long time, specifically, you know, kind of whoever was playing opposite Nick Collins for the longest time, or frankly, in the, in the early aughts or, or in the early tens, excuse me, whoever was playing opposite uh, Morgan Burnett after Nick Collins got hurt and before HaHa showed up, you've seen how that isn't great. Now, obviously, you know, Ross, they just, you know, they have, uh, four years and a fifth-year team option on Darnell Savage, and they just got Adrian Amos all the money in the world. That's great. A, Penton plays three safety looks all the time. And B, guys get hurt. Guys get hurt constantly. And I just really think uh, that that Natrell has every chance in the world of ending up as, like I said, a, a legitimate above-average starter at free safety in this league which just carries tremendous, tremendous value. And I'm honestly surprised that, that New Orleans gave up on him as early as they did. Well, he was a draft pick too, correct? Yeah, and that's, that's kind of been Goot's thing, and I talked about this a little bit. Michael Cohen, before he left uh, the Athletic Wisconsin, he actually picked up on that thought of mine and kind of expounded on it and wrote an article about it. And this has been a thing uh, that Goot has done. Mike Tyson – Somebody else drafted him, and, and I don't mean like just, oh, I signed an unrestricted free agent. Like, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> you, you, you signed somebody that somebody else drafted. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this bottom-of-the-roster acquisition thing uh, that, that Gouda has been doing that I think is really interesting. Alan Lazard, I believe, was either a priority free agent or – Somebody drafted him real late, and he ended up on the Packers. Uh, that Allen, of course, being a uh, a wide receiver. Same thing happened with our guy Mike Tyson. He was drafted and ended up uh, with with the Packers. Will Redman is another guy who I think Will was actually like a top ninety pick and really shredded his knee. Uh, yeah, he was. He was the 68th overall pick in the 2016 draft. We're not even that far removed from the 2016 draft. And, and, and so Will is kind of trying to rehab his career with, uh, with the Packers. But it's, it's, it's not, you know, just defensive backs. This is something that Goot has kind of made a point uh, to, to try and, you know, get these, get these guys that, have a little bit of pedigree, maybe not, you know, necessarily former first round picks, but just guys that he's thinking they had to be, you know, somebody had to have seen something and, and we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to do our best to succeed where they failed. And, and that is uh, a really interesting strategy and, and something that uh, frankly, I don't think Ted really gave enough of a look was, he, he wasn't really interested in guys that were drafted by other teams, whether it was undrafted free agents or unrestricted free agents, any of that stuff. You know, I, I remember times when the Packers were in the playoffs and 52 of the 53 guys were, you know, draftees. Yeah. 
or yeah, or uh, well, when we played the Falcons in three or four, were undrafted guys, you know, yeah. I mean, stuff like that. But yeah, Ted Thompson was definitely about. I mean, his roster acquisition was was certainly different in in filling out the bottom ninety, and whatever you can do, you know, to 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 mitigate risks to get more lottery tickets. That that's really what I see. Goot doing and that's what I really like is taking like your Will Redmond's who was a top 100 pick now I will say with Will Redmond you know he was with the Chiefs last offseason I actually was able to go down to St. Joe and watch him in training camp last year and they were pretty excited about him last year just because of the same things we're talking about and uh, hopefully that knee is better than it was last year because it was rough um, but like like Ross was saying though it's, it's just a very interesting way to look at how this Packers roster is constructed um, different than what it's been in the past, better, worse. We don't know. Is there a better or worse way? Anyways, I, I don't know. Just bring in talent. And I think that's what Goody's doing. Um, but guys, the next time Ross and I will be on your airwaves, the Packers will be in training camp. There will be actual Packers news to talk about, not just us speculating about who's going to do what we're actually, we'll have things to talk about who is doing what. So um, that is very exciting. We are almost there, friends. Um, thank you for bearing with us this off season. I hope that, you know, we still have a few days to go, but I hope the Pack-A-Day podcast has been helpful in being able to tide you over in that. Um, guys, we are out of things to talk about because that is all the safeties on the Packers roster. Um, hopefully that gives you just a glimpse into uh, kind of what to expect this training camp for the safety position. Um, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And as always, go pack <laughs> Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Good! 30! Turns up field. 25! Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield. Being flushed. Rolling left. Winds up. Rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. What did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.